This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Shalom Aleichem. This segment of Kashrus Anytime is brought to you by Rabbi Yehuda Shein, the administrator of Kashrus Anytime, which is a division of the Kosher Consumers Union, a 501c3 organization. We now will address some issues that a mashgiach and somebody that goes to a hotel for Shabbos should be aware of when they go there. Shabbos. Items from the commissary or the bakery should have a numbering system on the side panel of the box. Not on the top, because the boxes are piled one on top of the other one. You can't read what it is. Every meal has its own number, starting with hospitality as number one. Usually, you know, while well, I'm going to address it as as when they come there for Shabbos, uh, Yom or Yont or whatever else it is, and eventually it just goes into um, uh, a few days, Yom Tov or whatever else it is. Hospitality, you have number one on there. So, you know, basically you're going to have milk items, etc., etc. You're not going to be putting in there the items that you need for the Viennese or something else like it. Friday night meal, you put on the boxes or on anything that the kitchen is going to use, number two. Because sometimes kitchen personnel came from the commissary, they're not sure if this gravy is supposed to be, or this item is supposed to be for this meal, or it's for a meal uh, tomorrow night, or it's for the Shabbos by day meal, they're not sure what it is. But if it has a number, you could usually figure out what items go for this meal and what items go for the other one. So it's very, very important for the commissary to have everything has a number, and from the bakery, the same thing. Uh, you being then you have if the Friday night meal usually have in many places will have a Viennese table which are number three. The tea room will be number four because you make sure that in the tea room in the Viennese you can't have any Danishes or mini uh, pastries that are milk etc etc. They may look the same as other things. Then coffee and breakfast and shop this morning you'll have as number five. And you go that way with item if item if item to make sure that you have that you don't get mixed up. Plus, what you'll know is, if you have designated, you know, so many rolls in a box, let's say 70 um, bulkies in a box, or whatever else it is, and you know you designated for number one, for number, whatever else it is, you can't really allow them to go take what, what they want, the way it is they'll take for well, number two, they'll take extras, they'll take some of them to themselves, they'll give out people two of them, if the plan was basically that it was one per person, or something like that, whatever else it is, Whatever is designated on the box as number two, which is for the Shabbos day meal, you don't allow that to go out. And whatever is designated for the Kiddush, there's certain type of things, you just don't let it go out. And the Mashgir should keep control, because basically, or every problem that happens, usually the easiest one to scream at is the Mashgir. And the Mashgir gets very flustered and everything else, because everybody, the waiters will attack him, the kitchen help, the chef. The caterer, everybody always goes there after much years. You have to be able to keep yourself calm, cool, and collective, but be very firm and know what it is. And you ask that you want to have things numbered so you don't have no problem. Because then what happens to catastrophe is that they realize that the Melchthika Danishes went out by the Viennese table. They blamed Mashgiach. Why is it the blame of Mashgiach? It's basically the blame of the, of the caterer or his waiters, whatever else it is, because there's nobody in charge of running the show. So that's why it's Mashgiach has a right to say he wants to have everything I've, uh, numbered and he knows exactly what it is. Be familiar with making an Erev and Erev Chatseris if you need it. 
all this whole, you don't need an Echatzeris in certain places, other ones you do, or an Erev, and you find that if it's the obligation of the Mashgiach and Erev, it's not the obligation, and basically because the Goyim have to be able to take out, even if they don't need an um, um, Erev on the outside, but the Goyim have to be able to take out the garbage, is it going to be out of the Erev, could they take it out or not, so you should really be familiar with the locks of Erev and Erev Chatzeris. Provide a list of Shabbos-related times for the kitchen staff to include times that hot water urns and warm boxes and water pans and the blech and sealing the equipment has to be done by what time? You should have basically that your urns are plugged in by chatzos already. Because what happens is occasionally, uh, but never, never plug all of them in at one time. Because if you plug them all at one time, you're going to have certain breakers are going to trip. You put in one or two of them, as long as you don't know if it's on the same breaker or not. Once they're heated up and they just have to maintain the heat, they don't take as much electric. They can plug in some more. So if you make sure by chatzois you're working on those urns, you'll get it done. Same thing is by chatzois, start doing your 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 tea for Shabbos. Prepare your your tea essence for Shabbos. Become familiar with the halachas of achana, boiler. Bishel, reheating with liquid and without liquid, what's a clerician, what's a clichény, etc. Familiarize. Then, could a hot cobbler, could you put ice cream on a hot cobbler on Shabbos? Well, the ice cream has usually in it raw eggs. And the hot cobbler will cook it. It's came out of the oven, it's kept hot, and so it's a clerician, it's a double gush. Now, you should not put on any raw garnish, such as, you know, check garnishes, parsley, rosemary, etc., on the hot main dish, which is common to put it into the, to the potatoes or whatever else it is, because the rosemary is not cooked, the parsley is not cooked, and you put it into a double gush on cleavage, and you have a problem. No raw spices or soup base may be used on any hot food, even as a clean No tea bags or lemon wedges on Shabbos. Remove all tea bags from the waiter stations storage and put it away that you know where it is tea essence and lemon juice must be made before shabbos only instant tea and instant coffee uh, to be used on shabbos remove all tea bags and the covers from the lids for the for the coffee and tea cups must be opened up before shabbos you can't have the guests that they open it up on shabbos uh, it's also Everything must be on the blech at least a half hour before Shabbos. Water pans should be in the warmers and they should be checked that they're full an hour before Shabbos because all these things take a lot of time to make sure everything is done. No cooking or heating food on Shabbos unless with the prescribed method that was approved by the Rav Machshir. And guests should check with them to find out how they do it. Do they leave soup on the fire, do they can leave it in the in the steam kettle overnight, etc, etc. And if they do leave it in the steam kettle, is it sealed or is the kitchen sealed so you don't have a problem of flushing the salad? The sugar substitute pack should be open before Shabbos. You should not use sweet and low as it has in there a wine derivative which is a problem. They can use Splenda, but sweet and low is a problem because of the wine derivative which the Sweet and Low Company may use it from any place, and I believe that the one that gave that Shacha, though you on it, was not aware of what the facts are. Maybe they were aware of the facts, but basically we disagree with it. Garbage may only be removed to an area with an area. Dials on warmers, knobs on stoves, etc. must be covered before Shabbos. 
convection ovens are to be used only for Friday night, not Shabbos day. Because what's going to happen is, as he opens up the oven, the fan goes off, unless you, there was a bypass that was put on. So discuss this with the Rav Machshe, how he deals with it. If you have a clear broth soup, there's no shaila of Hagasa, and they could, if they eat, have the people are eating at different times, they could leave it on the fire and take a pot of soup off the fire. They can't spill it back into the pot, but they could take it off even if it's on the fire if it's a clear broth. Slotted spoons, colanders, skimmers, graters, tea bags should all be removed from the kitchen area before Shabbos. The ladle or other utensils used to serve soup should be dry prior to use. Noodles, knadles, etc. should be put into the bowls or tureens after the soup is ladled in, unless that the noodles or the knadles were kept hot in the oven or on top of the blech or whatever else it is, they were kept hot. Otherwise, you put it in into the tureen, which is basically a klishani at that time, or possibly sometimes a klishlishi. Soup pot must be removed from fryer prior to serving soup. Again, as we said, unless it's a clear broth. Once removed, may not be returned to the broth. Gravies for Friday night and Shabbos by day must be in separate pans and put on blech before Shabbos. Because you can't take off the, the pan of the gravy and then decide later you want to put it back on to the black, so you should have separate ones and know about how much it is. And it always pays to have an extra GI pot covered on the stove, just in case you need extra hot water for Shabbos, because usually, especially in the winter, with long Friday nights, they run out of hot water. So if you have a, a GI pot, which is usually flayshik, sometimes it's a power of a pot, you have it on the stove, and instead of them using the urns, for Friday night in the tea room or in the dining room, you basically take it from the GI pot that's on the stove, so you'll have enough hot water for Shabbos morning for coffee, tea, and etc., etc. Vegetable checking has to be done before Shabbos. Checking is not permitted on Shabbos. There are vegetables, basically greens and, uh, and microgreens, that must be detached before Shabbos, from its growing medium, and if it was not detached, you can't detach it on Shabbos. Vegetables may not be chopped finely on Shabbos. Question is, what is finely? We've determined that fine, chopping finely is less than an eighth of an inch. No slicing or grinding machines or mixes to be used on Shabbos, and no pastry bag should be used on Shabbos. Packaging of plasticware and plastic goods should preferably be opened before Shabbos. Tuna and egg salad preferably should be prepared before Shabbos, but there is basically enough um, ways of being able to do it on Shabbos if it wasn't really done or they feel that it's not going to hold up its uh, consistency and the taste, etc., etc. Hot water urns should be filled and boiled at least three hours before Shabbos, and the auto feeds for the hotel urns should be shut off before Shabbos and should be sealed. Only dry, fully cooked foods, such as kugels, meat, dry chicken, may be warmed on Shabbos. Any visible congealed liquid should be removed and be placed in a dry pan and warmed in one of the following methods. Either placed on the shelf above the stove, or a GI pot covered with sheet pans. Dry food may be placed on top of the sheet pans. Hachana is not permitted for after Shabbos or second day yomtev, And all daikon bottoms must be cut off. There is a, the Star K does allow 
them to put take meat uh, prime rib out of the refrigerator Shabbos morning, which was put on Friday night. It was only put in before Shabbos. It was only partially cooked. wasn't even cooked much when they were saying they allowed the guy to put it in for Shabbos to be able to give the people um, hot uh, hot prime rib on Shabbos, which basically uh, most toys can hold that it's also question is it's a derice if a guy put it in it may not be a rice it's not a bonnet, but still the people in the real are not allowed to eat it so if you know that they're doing that you know it's a problem there is other places where they go they take out the soup which they don't want the soup to turn brown and these people that want to have some chicken soup their shabbos morning so they'll take it out of the refrigerator nice and early in the morning before anybody sees and they put it onto the stove they have to go and put it onto the stove which is also awesome so you might as well check and find out exactly what they're doing over there with those things Insurance regulations and Ashgacha should not allow guests, friends, or anybody in the kitchen area. Guests may not have access to the kitchen or storeroom or refrigerators or freezers. Baby bottles should not be kept on Fleshka table and dining room. Baby bottles should not be washed in hotel kitchen sinks. It should be washed in the slop sink or in the sink by the bathroom or the sink where they wash their hands for eating, etc. It's a really very, very short for... Shabbos uh, things, but basically uh, people should walk into the kitchen, or at least they'll be a little bit familiar with what it is, and if they see, not walk into the kitchen, you can't go into the kitchen, you look by the door, and you ask for something, and you see exactly what the system is of the Meshgir, who really has a handle on it, if he knows what's going on, or he has to ask everything to go, etc., etc., you know, the famous one is, ask the Meshgir which margarine they use, and he's going to tell you one second, you got to find out, Johnny, which margarine are we using? Yeah, you know you got a problem then. A Mashgir should be extremely, extremely familiar with every, every facet of the thing. Kol Tovim will continue at another time.